everyone welcome back to the freedom to be happy podcast brought to you by happiness.me i'm your host sukriti the greatest skill that a leader values most in people is creativity let me tell you a secret creativity flourishes in diversity when people come from different backgrounds have a variety of life experiences and see the world in unique ways multiple perspectives are brought to the table Culturally diverse voices working together on a team are overall more efficient and successful and that does make a lot of sense it not only creates a safe place for employees it also positively highlights a company's reputation today we have a leader who believes and sets in motion to build a conscious diverse workplace a seasoned hr professional with a successful track record she has worked across a range of industries such as consulting services aviation manufacturing and retail she has incubated the well-being function and tirelessly works towards building diversity and inclusion in her current organization we are so excited to have rohini singh chief people officer at fractal joining us today thank you rohini for taking out the time Thank you Sukriti very happy to be here and thank you for having me Rohini please tell us about your personal journey what drove you into choosing human resources as a career choice what inspires you to continue working in human resources well uh you know to be to be entirely honest i actually stumbled into the world of human capital i was uh, pursuing my masters in psychology and i was very keen to go on and do my mphil and uh, and my phd subsequently and somehow i never while growing up i never visualized myself um in this so called corporate world um and i had a very different path that i had visualized for myself and i happened to i participated in a campus hiring drive and i landed a job at an executive search firm and i took it up because i was so intrigued by what i heard and i thought you know let's give this a shot and worst case i can always continue down the path i was planning in any case and um, you know here we are uh, almost 18 years down the line and um, you know what keeps me going or what keeps me here really is um being able to make an impact on people you know being able to being a part of a journey where you know great people come together to create value and uh, i believe in the power of connection and connecting with people i think there is immense magic in that uh, and that's what keeps me going and uh, you know that's why i stay very strongly connected uh, you know to the world of human capital wow how fantastic and can we ask you what was the actual plan so the plan was to pursue psychology i you know i wanted i was very intrigued with clinical psychology uh you know i wanted to work in the space of uh you know child psychology at some point so i was exploring different facets uh at that point and uh, from a very young age actually i was fascinated with uh, the human mind human behavior uh my mother was an english literature professor and uh, so very immersed in literature 
um, you know, art and psychology. And, you know, this was really the space that, uh, you know, I felt that I found the most uh, connection with, you know, I was, I always steered away from the sciences of, you know, um, mathematics, that really wasn't my thing. And, uh, you know, I wanted to build a career in that space. And somehow I feel like, you know, I am in many ways, more ways than one, actually operating at that intersection in the role that I currently play and have been playing uh, for the last few years. And that is so amazing, right? To find something that you love, that you are, uh, you know, as a child also, you've been nurtured in that. I mean, it's really amazing. I think it's very inspiring. Uh, tell us, Rohini, a lot of people, you know, a lot of organizations are finding out different ways uh, to foster employee well-being. There is, you know, there are people are creating nap rooms. There are meditation workshops uh, or providing healthy snacks. Uh, you know, are some of the perks that companies are increasingly offering to foster employee well-being. But to do these measures, uh, you know, I, I really at happiness.me, you know, we all feel that do they really move the needle of, uh, you know, employee burnout and mental health? Uh, because we believe that uh, mental health and well-being should be at the core of an organization. It shouldn't be just an add-on, right? Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Um, Rohini, and you've been working so hard towards this. So I want to know from you, what do you feel about well-being of an employee? And tell us some of the things that Fractal is doing at its core for employee happiness. Yeah, that's a great question, uh, Skuti. And, you know, I'm actually thrilled to see that organizations, uh, you know, the focus that organizations are now starting to place on well-being and also how, uh, you know, different organizations are actually sort of waking up to the significance of this and starting to take a more holistic view and approach of this. Employee well-being, to my mind, um, cannot be limited to a few workshops and, you know, counseling assistance when needed. Uh, there is a need for you to put the person, the individual at the center. And like you said, well-being is at the core of an organization. People are at the core of an organization and each individual is at the center, right? And I feel the pandemic, uh, you know, forced the industry at large to recognize the significance of this. And it's really good to see how uh, this is sustaining and growing. Of course, it's evolving, uh, but... I'm thrilled to see that this is gaining a fair bit of, you know, momentum. I, you know, my, I believe, you know, all of us as human beings, we are fundamentally very complex. And, uh, uh, you know, to, to my mind, I feel there are moments of happiness, there are moments of joy in life and in the workplace. But what's a constant is really how safe you feel, you know? Yes. Do you feel heard? Do you feel like your potential is seen? Do you feel like you can be yourself? Do you feel like um, you can bring your whole authentic self to the work and not be judged you know, for it or be defined by it? Um, I feel that those are the foundations that really matter. Um, you know, interpersonal 
relationships, uh, whether they're professional relationships or personal relationships. All of these are really built through the everyday and the little things, you know. It's not about an event. And, uh, you know, this sense of belongingness, um, I feel safety and belongingness has a multiplying effect on organizations. It's really a force multiplier. And, um, you know, I feel that uh, well-being is really an outcome of how safe you feel in an organization. Um, I think there's a lot to be done in this space. Uh, you know, at Fractal, we've been making, making a lot of strides in the area. Uh, over the last three odd years, actually, we have uh, created a very strong focus, a dedicated team. Uh, we started with, you know, things like, you know, let's run a few workshops, let's build greater awareness. Uh, let's get people to really understand the why behind it, right? It can't be because it's a fad. It's a nice to do and everyone's doing it. But there is meaning behind this. There's potential and there's value. Um, and, you know, we focused a lot on building awareness uh, so people really understand the why, like I said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why is it important not just for the organization, but for every single individual in the company? Why is it important for you? as an individual, not only well-being for others, but well-being for yourself. Um, we've, uh, you know, tied up with multiple mental health practitioners. Uh, and for us, really, again, talking about belongingness, we believe that every single individual should be able to bring their whole self to work. Our culture, and, you know, all of this goes beyond specific programs, you know, uh, uh, anchored in the space of well-being. But uh, our culture is the foundations of our culture around trust, freedom, and transparency. Uh, we've, over the years, actually codified it for people so people understand what that means. Uh, you know, we have framed policies, practices over time that have actually brought a lot of this alive. I'll give you a quick example of this. So, for instance, for us, um, you know, working from home. Um, is not something that was triggered by the pandemic. Uh, we've had unlimited work from home for our employees for the last over over a decade or so. Wow. So anyone could work from home um, for whatever reason that you need to at any point that you need to. Uh, we've had uh, you know we we've never had uh, you know work hours in the sense that we believe that people should be able to work at the time. Uh, you know, that works for them, bases their lifestyle along with their work commitments. So as long as you're accountable uh, to your team, you're accountable to your client, you're accountable to your colleagues, uh, you choose, right, how you want to work, you choose the hours at which you want to work, and you choose where you want to work from. And um, a lot of this, again, creating that culture, creating that culture of safety, belongingness, freedom, where you have the ability to exercise active, make active choices in how you show up, um, to my mind, is what creates that foundation for uh, you know well-being and creating that sense of belongingness and safety. Beautiful. I totally agree with that. Uh, there's another thing, you know, when we talk about well-being, there's also this whole uh, concept of being vulnerable, uh, you know, seen as a weakness, right? Crying in society and, uh, you know, sharing your thoughts, uh, having your heart at the sleeve is seen as somehow a weakness, right? So even showing emotions at workplace is a big no. Uh, but now in, you know, like you also said, now in the pandemic altered world, 
there is a rising need to change the way we look at emotions i want to know what do you feel about that do you think crying should be normalized at workplace is carrying emotions a good thing or a bad thing or if if it's or is there a way to carry your emotions you know i feel you know something sukriti to be very honest and transparent something that i've struggled with uh myself i am uh naturally not a person who is wired to wear my heart on my sleeve right okay. um i'm not I, you know i found it uh to be emotionally vulnerable uh and it's a lot of again how we've been raised uh you know the narrative that uh you know we've heard around us uh what we believe how we believe we need to show up what we believe are signs of strength right uh that you cannot cry you cannot um you know behave in a certain way you will be seen as emotionally volatile or unpredictable um you know if you react in a particular way there are certain behaviors that we've seen around us which define how successful people behave um and what kind of behaviors are not acceptable uh it's been a journey for me and i don't think uh you know i'm entirely there yet uh but i have made conscious efforts and i believe more people need to do that uh to really start to open yourself up uh you know we need to humanize um you know uh, leadership we need to we're all human beings uh, you know we're very complex our creatures there are so many you know connections and you know so many things going on inside of our heads when we talk about you know bring your whole authentic self to work this is a very large part of that uh we all come with emotions uh you know you don't always have just a cognitive response to a stimulus you have a cognitive and an emotional response to a stimulus and sometimes your emotions may be irrational um but uh, being able to verbalize and in an environment where you feel safe you feel like you're not going to get judged um you know i think that becomes very important we've all had our shares of uh, you know failures there have been lows there have been highs you know fair share of struggles and victories for all of us but how do you deal with um you know a good example of this is how you deal with failures right um i for instance very often been blindsided uh by my you know in my lows and failures both on the personal and on the professional front i've always carried a huge fear of failure and you know over time i've i've seen that and you know wisdom you know often often you know when you reflect on what has already happened right uh but uh, it has very often prevented me from taking risks both personally and professionally and over time i suppose with you know sort of multiple knocks and blows i've learned the hard way that this fear is actually my achilles heel this uh you know is the one thing that is limiting my growth uh rather than in enabling it in any manner um uh, so i think over time it's it's a process it's a journey but i wish that uh, you know we would learn to be more human you know yes. it's so counterintuitive right we're all human beings but um i wish that we would learn to express more openly and the other one is to receive it well 
you know, one is how you express and the other is creating an environment where others in your team, your peers, colleagues, managers, leaders should feel safe to be able to express themselves very openly. You know, I think we have a long way to go. Um, you know, little baby steps in that direction. But uh, I feel that individually and collectively, we have a long, long way to go there. Absolutely. And I think this is going to be the starting point for people to really go back and say that, you know, either let's build a safe uh, place for employees so that they can feel vulnerable or even as an employee's responsibility to be able to go and have to, to be able to trust, uh, you know, so I think it's like a both way thing. So I am hoping that uh, with this episode, you know, we can bring that uh, you know, that's, it's, it's going to be the starting point of change. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. And now comes uh, the most favorite part. That's what I'm told by the audience of the show, which is called the Quick Five, Rohini, where I get to ask you five quick questions and you need to answer them quickly. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go for it. Uh, let's do quick five. Lunch times should be the most joyful times at the office, right? So tell us your favorite lunch idea at workplace. I, you know, I believe people, nothing connects people more than food. Um, and it's food is communal you know, where connections form, uh, there is so much joy in breaking bread together. Uh, you know, I love to have impromptu, uh, you know, sort of lunch get-togethers with my team. And uh, we have some of our, you know, most fun, easy conversations. You know, when you drop the labels, uh, you know, and you're just sitting and chatting about the week that's gone by or your plans going forward. Uh, so I love impromptu lunch, dinner, parties where, you know, people come together and we don't talk about work. Yeah, that's that. That's the answer. Like, that's the key word. Yeah. Don't talk about work. <laughs> talk about other things. Very true. Yeah. Okay, tell me, are you a leader who leads with your heart or with your head? I lead uh, my team with my heart. Uh, I rely very strongly uh, on my intuition. And I love to form personal and you know long sustaining connections uh, with the people that I work with my peers and my team members so with my team I definitely lead with my heart always heart first fantastic okay early bird or a night owl oh this is so easy I'm a little ashamed about it but I am a night owl I have made multiple attempts to be an early bird but, um, you know, it's one of those things that I'm just not able to do. I'm a night, night owl. It's uh, very common for me to be up till, you know, one or two in the morning. Um, I feel like I come alive after four o'clock in the evening. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm definitely a night owl. Whatever works for you, right? You you mentioned in the, you know, in a, one of the earlier questions, how flexibility of time should be given. Yes. So, no shame in being a night owl, my friend. <laughs> okay, tell us, Rohini, if you could uh, travel back in time, what period would you go to and why? Um, that's a hard one. I, you know, I love living in the here and now. So, I don't think I would choose to go back. 
uh i would love to go into the future though right just get a sneak peek into what it's going to be like maybe a 100 or 150 years from now i'm quite intrigued uh but uh i you know i i'm quite happy living in the present i think we're living in very interesting times uh there's a lot unraveling around us um so i'm very happy to be in the present live in the here and now but very curious about the future super okay we often talk about uh, you know how the gen z is something you know we all are dealing with and you know so many complaints uh, you know towards the younger generation but i'm sure rohini there are some things that we can actually learn from gen z right so tell us some of the things you are learning from the younger generation actually a very few complaints from the gen z i think they're you know they're needing the way forward and what i love about uh you know my conversations and some of my reflections on gen z is you know what really stands out to me is that purpose is very important uh and it's at the heart right um so there is this need to say whatever i'm doing what's the purpose what's the meaning behind this and i find that actually very inspiring i wish i had asked myself some of these questions when i was a lot younger uh the other thing about gen z that really inspires me is that they're very open you know they're open to exploring different things they don't have fixated ideas saying this is how i have planned my life or there is a life plan which has been handed down over the generations and this is the only life plan that's going to work if i deviate from this right it's not going to work out or i'm somehow you know failing um i see this curiosity and this need to explore and general openness to experimenting with different ideas uh that actually inspires me a fair bit wow and we are inspired by you rohini what a fantastic conversation we've had i almost felt like i am speaking to a comrade Uh, who is also on this mission of building a better happier work culture it's been a pleasure talking to you thank you for sharing your experience with us thank you so much sukriti thank you it was a pleasure being here freedom to be happy by happiness.me is now available on all leading podcast directories until the next episode please take care be safe and remember you have the freedom to be happy